welcome to Loving the Scriptures. I'm your host, your friend, Joshua Odunlade, and together we'll be exploring God's Word to find insights, learn from Him, and to fall more deeply in love with Him today. Let's begin. Hallelujah. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Let's say a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we say thank you. We glorify your name. We adore your name for bringing us here today. We are grateful for you have brought us here to learn from you. We are thankful. We say let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you would come and teach us yourself. We ask that as we will be reading scripture, sharing insights, doing all of these things that you have for us, Lord, we ask that you would open up our eyes to really see you and you alone. And you open up our mouth to be able to testify of your goodness. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So welcome once again to this episode of the podcast. Today we are going to be taking a recap of John chapter 9. And I'm going to start by reading the old chapter. After reading the old chapter, then we'll go to discuss some insights, some interesting insights from the text. And I'm actually going to draw some insights from some of our subgroups and some of the accountability groups that we have formed for the loving the scripture 30-day challenge so if you'd like to join the challenge you could send an email to the email in the description below or if you can connect with us on social media you can connect with us there send us a dm would respond now let's start by reading the text john chapter 9 as he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's work might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he left, washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, isn't this the one who used to sit begging? Some said, He's the one. Others said, No, but he looks like him. He kept saying, I'm the one. I'm the one. So they asked him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he? They asked. I don't know, he said. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was a Sabbath. Then the Pharisees asked him again how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, he told them. I washed and I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, how can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. 
Again they asked the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He is a prophet, he said. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight, until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight. They asked them, Is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. His parents answered, But we don't know how he now sees and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he is of age, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So a second time they summoned the man who had been blind and told him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I can see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen to me. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They ridiculed him. You are that man's disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told them. You don't know where he's from. And yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of somebody opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely in sin, they replied. And you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out and when he found him, he asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He asked. Jesus answered, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord, he said, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see and those who do see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, We aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have seen. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Amen. So, we see the text. We have read it in context and I hope that you followed along. Very quickly, I just want to draw out some of the interesting conversations that we've been having concerning the text and some that really, really spoke out to me. So, you know how that we started the study with the chapter rather with the fact that this man was born blind and the disciples were asking, 
why is it that this man is blind who sinned it somebody must have sinned is it him that sinned or was it his parents and we agreed that some things happen in life not by our will or not because we sinned but because of god's providence and god there's nothing that happens to us that god has not allowed just like in the case of job and we must just trust god to know that he has a plan and that he will work out our lives well so somebody dropped an interesting insight on the group and i would like to read it for you she said most things happening in life has not been scheduled by man neither has it been due to the flaws and sins of man so many times we wonder why me why is my life this ruined why was i birthed here why are things going this way am i really alive is there really a god who have i offended to deserve all of this but the good news is that all of these things happens for a reason and we must trust that somehow it is going to connect and it is going to connect well because God is in the picture God is in our story God is at the center of our lives if we do not believe that if we do not know that then we will keep on struggling we will keep on trying to fix things trying to do things our way instead of just giving in to God imagine if the blind man was trying to fix himself it probably would not have worked but once he met with Jesus Jesus fixed him Jesus brought him well Jesus displayed the works of God in him so also we must carry our pain our struggles the things that we like and the things that we do not like about ourselves to God and we must allow God to make our lives have meaning whether in pain or in joy so another person said while we were discussing he said that this is a man who was born blind and probably had only heard of the name Jesus it was so unusual the level of faith that compelled him to actually go to wash rather than call the instruction of Jesus nonsense you know in many ways these days when God gives us an instruction we we say no that can't be all if God says okay just praise me for the next hour and just trust me for a miracle we we are like no 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 are you sure I should not be calling this person or doing this that can't be all but we see the level of faith that this man had the man did not say so so is this sand that just wants to pour in my eyes i've heard of the way he heals people now usually we call them we see something and then they will be healed but this one he just he just poured sand in my eyes does he want to make me more blind instead this man went dutifully and washed at the pool isn't it amazing isn't it interesting what simple obedience can do and obedience is a proof actually of our faith in God obedience is a proof of our faith in God now i have a, i have an interesting question i know that we've gone through the text together now i want you to imagine imagine that you are walking to church and then you just see somebody walking past you with mud in his eyes how would you like wouldn't you be like hey wonder shall never end in this country just imagine somebody walking past you with mud that's what the man must have been like he just was walking to go and wash in a pool people must have seen him and be like okay so this man's illness is not only limited to his 
eyes i think there's something wrong with his mind so why will you be walking around with sand with mud in your eyes like how would jesus and this is the comment of another person now in our discussion he says that how would jesus tell somebody that was blind to go and find a pool and the man still obeyed then it came to my mind that this man was actually blind how was he supposed to get to the pool maybe he had help maybe he didn't but somebody dropped another interesting comment that i would like to read for us word for word she said his trust was enough to be his path even till his faith became his sight let me read it again his trust was enough to be his path even till his faith became his sight it's interesting what god can do that as we trust him our trust in him becomes our path it lights up our path basically even when we are blind and cannot see the road that we walk on our trust in him lights up our path till our faith becomes reality till our faith becomes what we can see till our faith becomes sight it has been interesting studying this thing with people and just getting the feedback the comments the insights that i never thought about really and that is the amazing thing about a church about studying with people about having a community of believers you need it to grow you don't know everything we don't know everything so when people say things you begin to think of it differently and it causes you to think more deeply about these things so i encourage you to please have a community of believers that you discuss the word of god with have a community of believers that you can pray together have a community of believers that you can share testimonies together share the word of god together and finally i just want to read another extract from our discussion so somebody said when the glory of god begins to manifest in you it becomes something very hard to believe people will begin to wonder and marvel some people will even try to cajole themselves not to believe what they are seeing vividly one of the wonders of the glory of god is that it turns your shame into fame the blind man that was healed did not need to go about telling people that i can see the people noticed themselves they saw the wonders and before they could blink people who did not pay attention to him at all started to pay attention to him somebody that has been known by stigma was now known worldwide by victory and this made me to actually think about it you know the pharisees the jews I don't think they ever paid attention to him. That must be why they must have been asking him, "Are you sure you were born blind?" Because if they did pay attention to him, they would have known that okay, this is the popular blind man that we all have. All the people that knew him were the people that were pitying him, the association of poor people, and then the other people that had compassion on him to give him things. But now that God had done something in his life, now that God had made him well and whole, a whole different set of people started to know him. And when they brought him before the council, he was not afraid to testify of what God has done. Shame was turned to fame. And then that fame brought the word of God to people who did not even want to hear it. 
so we see that when god heals us when god does amazing things for us many times our shame will become fame and then we will have the opportunity to stand before people before a different set of people and proclaim to them what the lord has done in our lives i am honestly so blessed and i could go on reading more and more from our study but let us end the episode here so please do meditate on the things that we have discussed together please keep the word of god in your heart guard your heart with all diligence because you know out of it flows the issues of life let's pray Dear Father, we thank you because you never leave us, you never forsake us. Thank you because you made us all. You you went through pain on that cross for us. You went through agony just to save us from sin, from death, from eternal damnation. Lord, I say thank you. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that the ability to go on and meditate on these things that we have learned, we ask that you grant unto us in Jesus' name. Please teach us yourself. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I believe you have been blessed by this episode of the podcast. Please follow us on this platform or on wherever you get your podcast. Also, please share with your friends and family so that they can be blessed by it too. Till we meet again, keep seeking, keep searching. Keep meditating on God's word and keep on loving your scriptures and keep on loving God. God bless you.